Miracy. I'm Rennie Gabriel, and you're listening to Making It. I run a business called Wealth on Any Income, and we raise philanthropists, providing the foundations to handling money powerfully and creating wealth. When I started my career after college, I was a school teacher. I made $6,500 for the year. I was short $100 a month. I went into sales, doubled my income, and I was now short $200 a month. By the time I passed $100,000 a year in income, now I was short $2,000 a month. I finally recognized earning more money is not the answer. I ended up with two divorces and a business failure and had to start over from scratch more than one time. And by the time I was age 50, I was broke again, having to start over with almost nothing. However, the life lessons allowed me to put things together so that within another eight years, I was able to create a multi-million dollar net worth. And one of the most valuable things I learned was that the creation of wealth is a team sport, not a solo sport. I did not do it by myself. One of the things that I realized in a seminar when I was 40 years of age was because I was a latchkey kid growing up and I might come home from school at five years of age and there's no parents there, I made up the idea that I'm going to be responsible for myself. No one is going to be there to even ask for help. And therefore, it's up to me to accomplish whatever I need to accomplish. Unfortunately, at age 40, the attitudes of a five-year-old child are not the things that are going to produce success. And so I decided in the seminar, I would ask for help. And in the act of asking for help, it flowed to me beyond what I would have expected. And I recognized it's not only okay to ask for help, it's vital if someone is going to succeed that they're willing to ask for help. When I hit what I would say a bottom, I ended up going into a 12-step program called Debtors Anonymous. And that's where I actually learned how to do a budget, how to determine how much money's coming in and where it needs to be spent, to focus on expenses first and income growth second, and the support from other people. It's designed along the same lines as Alcoholics Anonymous, where the people who have gone through the program who might only be a little bit ahead of you support the people who are coming into the program new. That's where I ended up with the concept that wealth creation is a team sport, not a solo sport. And it doesn't matter if an alcoholic is helping another alcoholic, they both stay sober and they both stay alive. And it works for money and it works in all areas of life. It works in business. It works in relationships. It works in investing. People don't have to handle the money by themselves. They can bounce ideas off of other people. They can get support from other people. All they have to do is ask. As a result of being in the program and being awake to what was going on, I ended up cutting out $24,000 of expenses and my income jumped 
by $50,000. So very positive effect. I realized focusing on the expenses first and the income second allowed for a complete turnaround in my financial situation. I would say a lot of people are driven by trying to keep up with the Joneses. They're looking for the status. They're looking for driving the kind of car that will impress other people when other people don't care anything about the car they're driving or the person who's driving that car. There was a great book which illustrated this called The Psychology of Money, which pointed out the difference between being rich and being wealthy. And rich is what you see. It's the expensive watch someone is wearing or their clothes that they're wearing or the car that they're driving or where they're going on vacation. However, wealth is something that you don't see. No one looks at me and understands or recognizes the level of wealth I have because I'm generally wearing a pair of jeans and a Hawaiian shirt. They don't see I own apartment buildings. I also don't drive a fancy car. My wife has a nice car, but my car is a 16-year-old SUV. It does what I want. It's practical. I also drive a motorcycle more than I drive the car because the experience of driving the motorcycle is more enjoyable to me than sitting in a car on a freeway. So I spend my money in ways that bring me pleasure and enhance my life. It's not about the status. And maybe that's one of the reasons I have millions of dollars. One of the things that I did when I started all over at age 50 was I treated myself like I matter. It's documented in the book, The Richest Man in Babylon, which was written over 100 years ago. The bottom line is whatever money is coming in, you set aside a certain portion of that to keep for the rest of your life and use that for only investing. It's not used to cover shortfalls and expenses. It's used to create wealth. And I was only earning $5,000 a month at age 50, but I was setting aside $500 a month that I was going to keep and invest. And after three years, I had $18,000. And a realtor came to me and said, you could buy this triplex. No, not with an $18,000 down payment in Los Angeles. The realtor said, this is such a good deal. I'll come up with half the down payment. Well, my $18,000 was only a quarter. So my wife at the time, my final best, most loving wife, said, well, I'll contribute $18,000 as well. I used my own time to create some of the improvements of the property. We re-rented it. We re-landscaped it. We rehabilitated it, and in five years, we sold it for a half a million dollar profit. I could see that this was working, and so what I did is I borrowed money to make down payments on more apartment buildings with my wife and this realtor. Again, wealth creation is a team sport, not a solo sport, and in five years, we went from that first three-unit purchase to owning and managing 50, five zero units. Having wealth and driving fancy cars is not the purpose in life. I've seen that the wealthiest people 
seemed to be the biggest philanthropist. The expression I heard is, the saddest thing is a broke philanthropist. So many people I know want to be philanthropic, want to donate to causes that are important to them. And it doesn't matter if it's saving the ocean, saving whales, saving trees, getting children out of sex trafficking. It makes no difference. And if they are poor, they can't support these charities to the level that really makes a difference to them. And so what I say I'm doing at this point is raising philanthropists because the more effective people can be with money, the more wealth they create, the more philanthropic they can be, which transforms the entire planet. I'm Rennie Gabriel, and you've been listening to Making It. And you can find me at wealthonanyincome.com forward slash TEDx. Making It is part of the Miracy FM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Course Lab and Just Between Coaches. This episode of Making It was produced by Danny Bermant and Jeff Govertson. Cynthia Lamb is a supervising producer. Danny Innie is our executive producer. Post-production by Post Office Sound. So you catch the great episodes that are coming up on Making It, go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.